0: On the day of Pentecost, there was a group of people that were gathered together, and all at once, they heard a rush as a mighty-sounding wind come into this room. Tongues of fire set upon each one of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they all started speaking in other tongues." Last week on Connecting the Gap, we started off our first section of four different types of tongues. We kind of went through some of the history of how this all started and exactly what it means to speak in tongues and what the Bible has to say about that. This week, we're going to dig into this just a little bit deeper, and we're going to talk about some different types of tongues that the Bible talks about that we can utilize as gifts of the Spirit, and we're going to do that this week right here on Connecting the Gap. Welcome back to another episode of Connecting the Gap. I'm Daniel Moore, your host. Thank you for joining me this week. Go to my website, connectingthegap.net. Got lots of resources there. My podcast episodes are all there, of course. You can also check out my blog. I write a blog every week, just once a week. And then I've got a YouTube channel as well. There's also a page on how to get saved. So if you've been listening to our podcast here and this Really interest you and you've never really given your life to Christ and not sure how to do that. There's a link there. And if you need more information about any of that kind of thing, there's a contact form as well. Please please feel free to contact us and we'll do whatever we can to walk you through the process of becoming a born-again believer in Christ and start that new walk, what I like to call... The first step of the rest of your life. I love to call it that because that's what it really is. So please go check that out. Subscribe to one of the platforms that you enjoy listening to for the podcast. And then, of course, you can sign up and subscribe to my blog. Each week when I post the blog, it'll send you a notification that there's a new one available. And, of course, you can check out YouTube and subscribe there as well. Thank you guys so much for supporting me and listening to what God's laid on my heart. And I hope that you grow in Christ Bigger and stronger every week as we go through different studies here on Connecting the gaps. So last week, as I said, we talked about how the Holy Spirit came into the upper room and how they were baptized with the gift of speaking in tongues. And people that were outside of different ethnicities heard these people talking and realized that they were talking in their languages, despite the fact that these people in the upper room did not even know what those languages were or how to speak them. The Holy Spirit completely overtook them and utilized them for the glory of God. So this week, we're going to get a little bit deeper into this. We're going to talk a little bit more about tongues, exactly what they are and what kinds there are and what they do. And so we can have make sure we have enough time to get through all of this. We're just going to go ahead and get started. If you would like to catch up to where we're at, you can go back to last week's episode and catch up, and it'll be the first part of what we're continuing and finishing today. So as we start off today, the first thing that I want to make clear is that anybody that's listening to this podcast right now can speak and pray in the Spirit. That is a gift for anybody that is open to it and and prays for it and desires it, and the Holy Spirit will give it to you. The main thing that you have to understand is you have to have the courage to try it. And I know a lot of times as I talked last week People get kind of scared about the whole thing. They don't understand it. They think it's a bunch of gibberish. They think it's for the old church and the new church isn't supposed to do it anymore. And there's just all these different myths about everything out there about the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of people haven't really dug into the Word to see what it actually says about it. And they're taking Scripture a lot of times out of context and not really looking at it for what it literally is saying. But the truth of the matter is that any of you listening out there have the capability of speaking and praying in the spirit, now here's the thing: Do you all speak in tongues and interpretation whenever you pray in the spirit? No, that is not the case, and that's actually biblical. We'll get into that scripture and and go through that. Not everybody is going to be getting the gift of tongues and interpretation. Two of the tongues are for public ministry, and two types of tongues are for private. The first point that we want to make here on this week's podcast: Tongues which are a sign. This is a public tongue that's spoken to an unbeliever. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22, it says, Therefore tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to the unbelievers. An example of this, a pastor had a staff member at a convention where he was preaching, and she thought she was praying in tongues while he preached. She was speaking a perfect French with ancient dialect. Well, what just so happens, a French teacher, who was an unbeliever, was sitting a couple of rows in front of her, and after the convention was over, he confronted her about it. She herself had no idea that she was speaking in French. Not only that, she would speak Scripture, and when the pastor would say for everyone to turn to that passage, she was speaking the Scripture before he even said it. So this French teacher, after she kind of talked to him and let him know the reality of what was taking place with her as she was praying in the spirit, he became a believer. To this French teacher, that was a sign. These are the kind of tongues that was manifested on the day of Pentecost. The men in the upper room were speaking in the dialects of all the people that were there that day. The people realized that here was a bunch of uneducated guys, and all of a sudden they were speaking perfectly in their various languages. It was a sign to all of them And they all receive salvation that day. Number two, there are tongues that are given for interpretation. These tongues are public as well, but they are to the church. They are a heavenly language in which there are no dialects like them on the face of the earth. And you might say, you mean there's more than one heavenly language? Yes, there is. Did you know that Jesus has a name that no one knows but himself? Did you know that when you get to heaven, you're going to be given a stone that will have something written on it that only you and he will know? This tongue will be one that is not known on earth, and it actually covers the three remaining types of tongues that we're going to discuss. This is the type of tongues that you see practiced most often in churches today, if you are in a spirit filled church that actually practices tongues and interpretation. You know, there's times that I've been in church where someone has given a message and then someone else has interpreted it. And then later on, the pastor's sermon was that exact message in tongue. And those two people had no idea what the pastor was preaching on. This tongue is not translated. It is interpreted because it is a heavenly language. This is actually one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that 1 Corinthians talks about. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 27-31, the Amplified Version, it says, Now you collectively are Christ's body, and individually you are members of it, each with his own special purpose and function. So God has appointed and placed in the church for his own use first apostles chosen by Christ, second prophets, those who foretell the future and those who speak a new message from God to the people, third teachers, then those who work miracles, Then those with gift of healings, the helpers, the administrators, and speakers in various kinds of unknown tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire and strive for the greater gifts if acquiring them is going to be your goal. Do all speak in tongues and interpretation? No. And why is that? In 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty-two 22-23, Therefore, unknown tongues are meant for a supernatural sign, not to believers, but to unbelievers who might be receptive. While prophecy, which is for telling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people, is not for unbelievers, but for believers. So then if the whole church gathers together and all of you speak in unknown tongues, and outsiders or those who are not gifted in spiritual matters or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you're out of your mind? So here, he first says that tongues are for a sign. Then he says if you speak them in a congregation, everyone's going to think you're crazy and that you're out of your mind. If you did not know that there were four types of tongues, you would think that he just contradicted himself. But in reality, he didn't contradict himself. If you remember, the first type of tongue was a sign for the unbeliever. See, he understood French. So the teacher knew the message and realized that was a supernatural occurrence that could have only happened by God. Now, if he had come in and heard the heavenly language and didn't understand what was going on, he would have thought that everyone was crazy and, and just mad and out of their mind. So that's the two public tongues. The third one is tongues for personal prayer. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 14 through 15, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive, because it does not understand what my spirit is praying. Then what am I to do? I will pray with the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit that is within me, and I will pray with the mind, using words I understand. I will sing with the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit that's within me, and I will sing with the mind, using words I understand. What he is doing here is introducing speaking in tongues as a prayer language. We speak not to men, but unto God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, it says, For one who speaks an unknown tongue does not speak to people, but to God. For no one understands him or catches his meaning. But by the Spirit, he speaks mysteries, secret truths, and hidden things. So the first two tongues are speaking to men with the sign, which is the upper room, and the lady speaking French. Then there's tongues with interpretation, which is man speaking in tongues in unknown language and previewing the message. That's where someone else interprets that message from the Holy Spirit. Paul says here that when you pray in tongues, you're not praying to men, but to God. In Jude 20, it says, But you, beloved, build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith, continually progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, pray in the Holy Spirit. That's why every believer should speak in tongues. So people may say, well, is the evidence that I have been filled with the Holy Spirit is the fact that I can speak in tongues? The answer to that is no. A person can be filled with the Holy Spirit and not speak in tongues. Why is that? They are not yielding to the river. Just like I can wade into the river, I will not float down that stream because I am not yielded to it. I will say this, that everyone that is filled with the Spirit has the ability to pray in tongues. It's just that maybe they haven't stepped out into it yet because everything when it comes to prayer comes by faith. That's something that you work towards. That's something that you pray for. And you have to be yielded to the Spirit to allow the Holy Spirit to come inside of you and to give you that gift. And then you need to exercise it. The fourth type of tongue that we're going to talk about today is tongues for intercession. This is a private tongue as well. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. In the same way, the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should, but the Spirit himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf and with sighs and groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts know what the mind of the Spirit is, because the Spirit intercedes before God, on behalf of God's people in accordance with God's will. People feel led to pray for people in the spirit, not knowing what it is, and then they find out later they were praying for someone that was going through something at that time, or someone that was getting ready to get to go through something. At one point in time there was a girl that was in a fraternity, and she was a good Christian girl. A lot of the people that around her were non-believers. Well, one night she was laying in bed sound asleep. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, she just sprung awake. She had no idea why, didn't hear a noise or anything. But all of a sudden, she was fully wide awake, and she felt like she needed to pray for a friend's grandfather. So she got down in in obedience and started praying for her friend's grandfather. Well, the next day, she came upon her friend, and her friend was, she could tell, was in kind of uh, a different state of mind or a different mind frame that day for some reason. She started talking to her and asked her how things were going. And her friend said, well, said last night my, fa- my grandfather had a heart attack in the middle of the night. We had to take him to the hospital, and they said that he's lucky and very fortunate to be alive. Well, the girl asked her friend, so what time was that? So her friend told her, and it was the exact moment that she was w- woken up in the middle of the night and was inspired to pray for her friend's grandfather. That's the Spirit, the enticing of the Holy Spirit, working through this girl to get up and intercede in prayer for somebody that has a need. We may not know what's going on with our friends or family that live afar off right now, but the Spirit does. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what's going on in everyone's life. We can make intercession for them through the Spirit if we'll surrender ourselves to being led or yielded to the Spirit. So my question is, how many of us are missing out today because we're believing what people tell us, that speaking in tongues is not for us? I don't know how many times I've had this discussion with people where they go to a church that, condone, that condemns it, that talks it down, says it's not for people today, and they never step out in it. And quite honestly, in my opinion, they have a very mundane, boring type of a Holy Spirit relationship within their church. Their services are cut and dry. They never have any excitement towards the Holy Spirit and what he can do for you. Your prayer life can be so much deeper and you can make such a bigger, effective uh, impact on the kingdom if you utilize the Holy Spirit and yield yourself to it and be biblical in the way that you look at being led by the Spirit and speaking in tongues. The reality is the Bible tells us to do it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5, it says, I wish you all spoke with tongues. Someone may say that Paul's writing that, but the actual reality of this is we all know that the Bible is inspired. is fully the exact words of God given to us through submissive writers here on earth. Nothing was put into our Bible that God did not ordain or allow to be in there for a reason. So just because Paul said, I wish you all spoke with tongues. It was God speaking through Paul when that was said. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, All Scripture is God-breathed or given by divine inspiration and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39, Paul says, by the inspiration of God, don't forbid speaking in tongues. Hopefully, there's enough foundation there. There's tons more that's spoken of in the Bible about speaking in tongues, interpretation, letting the Holy Spirit go and work through you and guide you in everything that you do. Please dig in deeper. Get some studies on it and start looking into it. If you have not exercised this part of being a Christian, you're missing out. That's the best way that I can tell you, you need to get the Holy Spirit inside of you and yield yourself to him and allow him to completely transform you over and do a work in your life that you'll never forget. And everybody around you is going to be realizing that you are not the same. And the Holy Spirit can utilize you in many situations, such as if, if that girl hadn't have woken up in the middle of, of the night and was disobedient, did not pray for that other girl's grandfather, he may have passed away. We know there's other instances in the Bible, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, where God has came down and talked to heavenly men on earth that had a personal one-on-one relationship with God, and they've talked him into changing his mind about the way he was going to handle things. Prayer moves mountains, and God is moved by the prayers of his people. That's completely biblical. So if we will yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us, and use us to the best of our abilities, we can make a huge transformation in this world and make lots of change in people's lives through the power of Jesus Christ and that price that he paid on Calvary so that we can have our salvation to all men. Well, that's going to wrap up this section of our Holy Spirit study. We've got one more section that I want to go through. It'll probably could be a one or two part Depends on how fast we get through that, but we'll start that up next week. So uh, join me next week and continue this. If you've been enjoying this study so far, we'll continue that uh, for a little bit longer. And we'll look at next week and possibly the week after that about what the Holy Spirit does. Ten different things. That The Holy Spirit actually does in our life and how we can use it. So we'll get into that over the next couple of weeks as we continue this study. As I said, you can visit my website, connectingthegap.net, subscribe to my blog, subscribe to my podcast on your favorite platform. All the platforms are there that you can find me on. Thank you guys so much for your prayers. Thank you for supporting me and listening to my podcast. I truly hope that anything that we study here lifts you up and inspires you to want to learn more about God and to make the name of Jesus famous. I learn a lot through this myself, so it's good for us all. Well, I'm out of here for this week. You guys have a great blessed week ahead of you. I'll be back next week, and we'll continue with more episodes right here on Connecting the Gap.